Savior and our King, the one who gave it all. He gave up everything. Let's think about the man who shed his precious blood so we could be his friends, his friends until the end. And give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. Let's give our love and praise to Him. He is our Savior and our friend. You will walk in your calling In the fields that are wide You will work in many nations You will speak my word Nothing will move you You will be a burning, shining light Burning many souls to God the fields reaping the harvest so fulfill your ministry before the time make full proof of your calling so fulfill your ministry before the time is done make full proof I'll send my missionaries to the field. Send anoint them. There will be hard soldiers. They will work in the fields of harvest, working night and day. There'll be no turning back. They will not be destroyed by the marriages filled with excuses. But they will bear much fruit. So fulfill your ministry before the time is done. Make full proof of your calling so fulfill your ministry before the time is done make full proof of your calling missionaries shall endure what others could not endure my grace is upon them so receive the grace of God work on my child I have called you to be hard 
signs and wonders, mighty deeds and great accomplishments shall be the testimony. They'll fulfill their ministry before the time is done. They'll make full proof of their calling. They'll fulfill their ministry before the time is done. They'll make full proof of their calling. your calling hallelujah let us pray lift up your right hand to the Lord and thank him Thank him for choosing you. Thank him for loving you. Yes. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. Mm. Help us. Be with us. Strengthen us. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. All right, all right. Well, we thank God for a beautiful evening. And I believe that God has been good to you. Is that not so? Okay. This evening, I'm going to share something important. I believe it will be a blessing to all of us. And um, God will speak to every one of us so that we understand what he wants for us. How many of you want to know what God wants for you? Yes. It is important to know what God wants for us. So, the title of tonight's message is Seven Reasons Why God Operates Through Lay People. Seven Reasons Why God Operates Through You. You can put it that way. Because I'm talking about you. A lay person is somebody who works and labors for the Lord doesn't live off the gospel in terms of being paid. Do you get what I'm saying? There are people who volunteer and campaign for politicians but they are not paid. They don't do any work in any government institution. But they believe in the ideas 
ideals of the politician and they follow him, they vote, uh, they, 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 they go around to campaign, they talk to friends, they travel to talk to people about the leader who wants to be a president so that they will vote for him. You see, they are volunteers. Okay? And that's what we are also talking about. A lay person is also a volunteer. And it is important for all of us to understand that God has set some people to live of the gospel. That is, they must live and be looked after. Solely by people who support the gospel. And there are also others who do his work, but they are not paid by the church. But God blesses them so much that giving money to support the work is very easy for them. And that is what I am believing for your lives. That many of you will be so blessed that you will not think of giving money to a politician. You will not think of giving money for parties. You will not think of using money foolishly. But you will use money for the things of God. Oh, Your amen is very sick. It's, it's not strong enough. Yeah. God's faithfulness is very varied. It is, you see, he is not only faithful to believers. He's also faithful to unbelievers. Yeah. He is faithful to those who work for him. He is also faithful to those who do not work for him. Because God is faithful. That is his nature. And that is why he has the ability and the power to judge. So anybody on earth, if you don't believe in God and you die, you realize that God loved you and everything that happened to you, it was God who was behind it. That's why many people will be weeping and there will be gnashing of teeth because they will say at that day, Lord, forgive us. Some of them, you see, when Jesus gave the story of the rich man and Lazarus, that thing was not a parable. It was a story of something that happened in the days of Moses. Was the, the, the prophet said that uh, the, 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 uh, 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 Abraham told him that Moses, you have Moses and the prophets. Do you understand? Yeah. So if, at the time God was, Jesus was telling the story, it meant that Moses was alive. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So Abraham was telling the rich man. You have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. Yeah. Now, you see, that story in the Bible shows us how people take life for granted and feel that they don't have to account to anybody. But when they die, they realize that they've made a mistake. But you see, after death, it is appointed. After death, there's judgment. It's appointed unto man who wants to live and after that judgment. So you can't reverse it. It's just like somebody who has stolen something and you are in front of a judge and he's sentencing you. Then you say, oh, give me a second chance. Many people who come before courts and uh, ask for forgiveness never get it because at the time you are asking for forgiveness, it is too late. It is judgment time. 
And can you imagine if everybody who goes, who does something wrong, appears before a judge and says, Judge, you know what? I'm sorry I did this. I'm sorry I killed this person. I'm sorry I stole these people's things. I'm sorry I, I'm sorry I stabbed this person. And they just okay, go home. Yeah. It doesn't happen that way. You see, many people, when they come before accountability, that's when they realize that they've made a mistake. So you and I, today, we shouldn't make mistakes. So that one day, when you wake up on the other side of life, you will not have regrets. Yeah. I wish I'd never say, I regret the way I live. Yeah. Yeah, it should be your prayer. And it is one of the things I pray about all the time. Lord, help me to fulfill my ministry. Help me to do what you have called me to do. Help me to be fulfilled in this life. Help me to do what you want me to do. Lead me in directed paths. Order my steps. Let not iniquity abound in my heart. Deliver me from sin that easily beset me. Set me free, Lord. I mean, these are prayers that we pray every day. Every day. Yeah. Pray for humility. David, are you all right? All right. Sit up. Beautiful. So, we are going to learn some things from the Bible this evening. And I know and I believe in my heart without a doubt that God is going to speak to you. He has, he has already begun to speak to you. Seven reasons why he operates through us. So, you are a lay person. And God operates through you. In the Bible, there are people who were prophets. And even though they were prophets, they were not full-time prophets. We have somebody like Daniel. Daniel was a prophet. The book of Daniel is almost the same as the book of Revelation. The prophecies of Daniel is the prophecies that God also gave to John the Baptist. Eh, Sorry, John the Revelator. That's John, the Apostle John. So Daniel is in the category of prophets. But we know he was a full-time politician. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, this evening I feel like slanging, you know. (laughs) So... But God used him. Pastor Moses, you know about Daniel. You know about the prophet Daniel. You know his life. When you read about his life, it was almost as if he was a full-time minister of God. But he was a politician. He was a leader of a nation. He was the second in command, was like the prime minister. Do you understand? In charge of government affairs. But he was prayerful. He was spiritual. He was a servant of God. Almighty Abraham. Father Abraham has many sons. Many sons as Father Abraham. I am one of them and so are you. How many of you know that song? Hey! This, we learned it in Sunday school. Eh? So your Sunday school, when you went, what were, you, what were they teaching you? Eh? They didn't teach you these songs. No Sunday school. Hey, so when you go to church when you were young, what were you doing? Where were you going to church? You joined the adults. Once a while. Hey! 
<laughs> Pastor Moses went to Arabic school. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because he was a Muslim, Muslim background. You too, you say you went to Catholic church. Did you go to Catholic? They have Sunday school. And they were teaching these songs. Yeah, catechism. They teach you these things. Or oh, you didn't learn. Some of you, you are not serious. Eh? They didn't teach you. After service. After service, they go to the catechism class for uh, teaching to confirmation. So, they don't teach the young people Bible and ooh, man. Then we have to start Sunday school. For some of you, you have to start, you have to start from that level. Eh? Don't be proud and say that. No, 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 no. We will learn the, the songs that... Uh, yes. You are learning it, I tell you. Yeah. Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. And in the morning, I'm blessed in the night. Abraham's blessings are mine. Yeah. Yeah. Abraham's blessings. Yeah. And Abraham was not a full-time prophet. In fact, it is God who called, it is only God who said that this man is a prophet. But as far as we were concerned, Abraham was just a normal father who had so much faith in God that God raised him up as a blessing to all the families of the earth. Yeah. We have a father in Abraham. Yeah, we have a father in Abraham. Because of the level of faithfulness. So you see, you don't have to be a pastor before you become faithful. Do you understand? Eh? Yes. Are you waiting to be a pastor, a a, a reverend, a bishop, before you become faithful? Eh? It's just like, if you are not married, you don't want to be faithful. When you marry, you see people who say that, when I marry, I will change. Please, it's a mistake. Sometimes you see the young girls, they don't want to learn how to cook. They don't want to learn how to be a lady. And they are just waiting that to, to get a man. Then they will start learning when we marry. No, you don't learn some things when you get into it. You got to learn it before you get there. Do you understand me? So if you are here and you are waiting to marry before you learn how to wash your panties, how to wash bowls. Some of you beautiful ladies here, when they give you a bowl to wash, it is as if the bowl has not been washed. When we smell the bowl after washing, we realize that the oil and the other things and the fish scent is still inside. Even though you had a lot of soap and water and sponge. Yeah. Even your hands, you can't wash it well. And because of the nails. Oh, some people don't have nails, but still. Still. So you have to learn. Prepare. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You have to learn and prepare. And that is what God seeks to do with us from the very onset of our lives. He wants to raise us a godly people, a peculiar nation. Okay, let's read the Bible so that I mean, let's read the Bible. First Peter chapter 2. Oh, Tonight, my slangs have come. Uh, I don't know whether it is because I drank mint tea. 
<laughs> Help us, Lord. First Peter chapter 2. Let's read from a popular scripture, verse 9. Okay, the guy is putting the song up. Abraham's blessings are mine. Beautiful. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. It says, but ye are a chosen generation. We are a chosen generation. Oh, oh. Called forth to show his excellence. Ah, mm. All I require from you, God has given me. I know who I am. <laughs> hey, instrumentalist, are you asleep? Hey. Yeah. This is where the song is coming from. I know who I am. Then we are dancing. Hey, 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 hey. Am I? I know who I am. I'm walking miracle. I'm walking in power. Walking miracle. I live a life of favor. Oh, I know. I'm walking. I'm walking in power. Are you walking in power? Are you sure? Take a look. Take a look at me. I wonder. It doesn't matter what you see now. Just see his glory. Cause I know who I am. Take a look at me. I'm a wonder. It doesn't matter what you see now. See his glory. I'm walking. Walking in power. Walking in miracles, I live a life of favor. I know who I am. Walking in power. I'm walking in miracles, I live a life of favor. I know who I am. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We are a chosen generation. You have been chosen by God in the times in which you live. Listen to me again and understand it. Everybody here is chosen by God for the time in which we live. That is what it means to be a chosen generation. In the time that we live, we are chosen in our homes, amongst our family people. As you are sitting here, the reason why you are here, Regina, is because you have been chosen. So don't take it for granted. You understand? Yeah. You have to understand this. It is a special relationship that you have with the Lord. Yeah. You have to understand it so that it doesn't appear to you as some people are chosen. As for me, I am not. You are a royal priesthood. You see? Do you know what it means to be a priest? Do you know what it means to be a priest? Exodus chapter 19. Exodus chapter 19. You got your Bible? Open it. If you don't, look up. Yes. In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. Three months after leaving Egypt, they gathered in the wilderness of Sinai. They were in the thickness of the forest. From 
dwelling in Egypt into a, 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 a bush. Let's read. Yes, let's go. For they were departed from Rephidim, the valley of Rephidim, and were come to the desert of Sinai. God was taking them on journeys, in, in journeys often, and had pitched in the wilderness, to pitch in the wilderness, to settle in the no man's land. And there, Israel camped before the mount. So, they were in the valley, and the mountain was up. You see, the people had been moving, so it was not time to be climbing mountains. They were moving in the valleys. Because mountain climbing is not easy. So the journey was, they, they were making detours from the valley of Rephidim to the valley of Sinai. The desert plains of Sinai. Because the way God was moving them, it was not time for mountain climbing. I'm telling you, if God had added climbing of mountain, it wouldn't have been easy. But when God calls Moses amongst them, he tells him, come up the mount. Say, brother, Yours is different. Yeah. But they were all in the bush. And look at what happened. Verse 3. And Moses went up unto God. You see? And the Lord called unto him out of the mountain saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. God was telling Moses, go and remind them what I've done for them. They saw the plagues. They saw the afflictions of the Egyptians and they saw how with hurriedness, is there, is there a word? Okay. How with speed, the, the Egyptians left, uh, 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 left Israel to move out because they were afraid what was happening. God had done a lot of plagues and the last one was that every firstborn with blood died. Even animals. Firstborn animals died. Yeah. Everything that had blood, the firstborn of it died. So they were afraid that no, it's enough. We have seen frogs. We have seen locusts. We have seen uh, blood in water. We have seen uh, what? Flies. Eh? We have seen, uh, what? Have you forgotten the plagues? Eh? Eh? Yeah. Darkness. All these things. But the last one was for their children. Firstborn children to die. Every house is crying. Abba, God, please take your people. If that's what you want, take them. So God told Moses, remind them what I did. And how I held them up on eagles' wings. And brought them unto myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice and keep my commandment, hey, obedience is coming again, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure. You are a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. Unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Verse 5 or 6, okay. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom 
priests, royal priesthood. A kingdom is run by royals, mighty royals. So that's what you see in First Peter chapter two and verse ten. Ye are a chosen generation, uh, a royal priesthood, and holy nation. Yes, a peculiar people. Oh, all of them. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So let's go back to Exodus. 19. Brother, your speed has come past. Very nice. <laughs> wow. Too fantastic. And please go back to verse 6. Verse 6. Verse 6. Verse 6. Let me deal with verse 6. Yeah, when you get it, we got the message right. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. And an holy nation. So you see the things that we read in First Peter 2, 9. That Peter was telling the people. It had been said in Exodus. Exodus. Long since. You know what since means. Yeah. These are the words which thou shalt speak. Unto the children of Israel. Now look at it. When God decided that Israel had suffered for a long time. He had been in slavery, in bondage and in sufferings for over 400 years. It was time to deliver them. He made a promise to them to give them land. But they had been poor and had nothing. And the only thing they moved out of Egypt with where gold, diamond, silver, stone, uh, stones, onyx, on, uh, uh, ornaments, and whatever that they took from the Egyptian families. God made the Egyptians give them all their uh, treasures. So that's what they had. Remember that when they were in slavery, one of the things that they were not allowed to do was to go to school. They were used to build the cities of Egypt, Pithom and Ramses. It is believed historically that all the, when you go to Egypt and you look at the pyramids, they used hard labor, the Jews. God had given them gifts to build mighty things. So even in in those stages, they were used. So they didn't have professors. They didn't have lawyers. They didn't have doctors. They didn't have uh, scribes at that time. They didn't have uh, uh, I mean, think of any high level. Yeah, But because God wanted Moses to be a leader, God made sure that Moses, who was giving birth in that time, was brought up in the house of Pharaoh, the king himself, so that he would get the best of education, so he can understand the culture and stand to them, to Pharaoh, and speak with them. He can understand how they have built their systems and how they rule and lead, because see, all power on earth is appointed by God. So, countries that do well, the leaders, it is God who has given them that wisdom. Yeah. I'm telling you. God is in control of yeah, so if he had lost control, the world would have been something else. Hmm? So, 
when they were in the wilderness at this time, all they had to their name was no land and the little things that they had on them. But God had promised them to become a great nation. Now, a great nation of people who don't have education, who don't have any profession, the only thing they have been used to do is to build and serve. The women were used as servants in the house of rich Egyptians and royals. Even Moses' mother went to the house of uh, uh, Pharaoh to serve as a nanny to Moses by the hand of God. <laughs> by the hand of the Almighty. Yes. So, <laughs> when Moses and the Israelites were at Rephidim, or they were, they were under the valley of Sinai, and Moses was up there, God was looking at people who had no skill. They didn't have a destination. Pastor Moses, they didn't have a destination. For them to even say that, okay, now we have land, so let's build. What do we build? When we were in Egypt, they had schools. Because calligraphy, writing and those things, it started from there. That's why Moses is the first person who wrote the Bible. He captured, he studied, and learned how to write. That's how come he wrote, God gave him revelation to write from Genesis. What happened from Adam? It is Moses who wrote the book of Genesis. Yeah, because he was learned. Abraham didn't go to school. Do you understand? So he couldn't write. Eh? God wanted to do something. So he had to take Moses to the people who had learned to write, learned to build, learned to raise systems of governance and put in structures and develop patterns. Yeah. So that he can come and lead his people. Yeah. Was it is God who appointed Pharaoh? It is God who made his heart hard. Everything that happened to him, God was in control. Yeah. That's how mighty God is. So, God is looking at these people who have been eating. One of the things they liked was the food. Because apart from everything, there was abundance of food. And you see, that blessing was the blessing that came from Joseph. God caused famine to happen on the earth. And the only place where there was food was Egypt. Because God sent Joseph there. And the wisdom and the dreams that he gave to Joseph, the interpretation and the application of their dream, made uh, Egypt build silos and stores so that they would never be hungry in a time of famine. So Egypt was never poor. They were rich. And they had a lot of food. So they were, they were eating nice. Yeah. So when they left, the only thing they remembered was that, look, we used to eat garlic, onions, pomegranates, fruits, drink nice water. But you have brought us into the forest where we can't get our uh, uh, afra to eat. You can't get the onions, Gambians and onions. If they take, some of you, if you go somewhere, you don't get onions, you won't be happy. You won't get your mustard. You won't be happy. And your lime. You see that you start complaining. You, you see how it is? Yeah. Yeah. Mutat. Yeah. Yeah. So, they were 
in front of the Lord. And what God saw was the people that he had chosen. And his desire was not to make doctors, lawyers, policemen, soldiers. Because Egypt had soldiers. They had armies. They had policemen. They had taskmasters. They had wardens. Yeah. They had everything. It was a modern civilization. Yeah. They had built irrigations. They had laid uh, scaffoldings to build things. I mean, I've never been to Egypt, but I'm believing God. One day I'll go there. Yeah, it's one of the, So I'll go and watch the pyramids and experience it. I mean, you know, be anything. Hey, you forgo some. You know, you know they see. Yeah. Would you like to go? Oh, some of you, why? You don't like sad things. You want to go to Germany. You want to go to Holland. Eh? You want to go to... Okay, I've gone to Israel. I'm looking forward to Egypt. So that I'll look at the pyramids. Yeah. It's a wonder. Yes. So God looked at them. And all that God desired was that, Moses, I want these people to be a kingdom of priests. It means a kingdom of servants. A priest is a servant of God. That's what it is. And that desire did not mean that God was not going to raise them to become lawyers, to become doctors, to become scientists, to become uh, 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 craftsmen. Today, when you talk about top lawyers in the world, they are Jews. When you go to America, the highest and expensive and most advanced law firms are owned by Jews. When you go to Wall Street, financial institutions, the most sophisticated businessmen who understand wealth, economy, and control stocks and bonds and other uh, investment instruments across the world are Jews. Yeah, Solomon Brothers, Merrill Lynch, all of them, they have a history of Jews in them. God has made them powerful. When you are talking about armies, one of the most sophisticated armies you shouldn't play with is Israel. A country small like that, they overtook all of the Arab nations and they kept quiet. They realized that no, this war, we can't win it. Let's cool down before these people wipe us out. Recently, when Palestine started throwing the bombs, Netanyahu said that if they don't stop, what they are going to do is that they are going to move into the land. And they are going to every house. And they will drive them out of the land. And they will take over the land. And they will never come back to the land. And they will own and possess the land. So that they can't launch their evil from that land again. They were determined. And they would have done it. Yeah, they were there. They had, they had, they had, I mean, you see, they threw rockets and killed uh, Israelis. But the Israelis killed more of them. And destroyed more of their land. Yeah. Even this one, it was measured. It was tamed. They could have raided them and made them nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, you see that that desire that God had for them to be king, a kingdom of priests, they understood it. So today, every Israeli, no matter what your profession is, God first. Yeah. 
When you are 18 years old in Israel, irrespective of the country you live in, and you hold the Israeli passport, because some of them hold American passport, some of them hold German passport, some of them are in different countries, and they are naturalized citizens. But those who hold Israeli passports, immediately you are 18, by law, you have to go into the army for one year. Training. And the reason why they, 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 they conscript them or they, they enlist them into the army for that one year training is to prepare for the battle of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So every Israeli has a training in military. Yeah. Every Israeli, once you go to school and you are 18 years and you will go to school, I'm telling you. 18 years you have training in the army. So the, the whole country is a reserve army. When something happens, everybody will be called. Yeah. Yeah. A kingdom of servants whose life, understanding and purpose on, on earth is to lift the name of the Lord God who gave a covenant to their father and that covenant has made them great in the world amongst all nations and they believe it and that's who they are. And you see, that is what Jesus is teaching and imparting into us in the New Testament. Because the covenant that was in the Old Testament, it was for the children of the Jews. But the covenant of the New Testament, the will that God, you see, a testament is a will. And the first will, which is the Old Testament, God wrote it for the Jews. But Jesus Christ came to die so that his blood will make us one. In spirit. With the Jews. So when we believe. They, they, they don't believe in Jesus Christ. But you see. God has a covenant with them. And even though they don't believe in Jesus Christ. Brother. Don't joke with them. You will be surprised. Yeah. God has. He will keep his covenant. He's not a man that he should lie. But we. Have come from a different background there. You know it. <laughs> Some of us, our fathers were, were, were raised as heathens. They have stones, trees, rivers, wood carvings that they serve and worship. That's what they exalt as their God. So they did not retain the almighty God in their hearts. And if we have become children by the blood, we must be different from those fathers and mothers. So our service must be different from what you have seen. Some of you, your fathers go to Marabu. They have things that they hide, that they bow to. Sacrifices they make to what they believe in. But Chale should be different. Sometimes some of them say they are Christians or Muslims or whatever. These things, they still do them. I'm telling you, you know it. Yeah. But you should have nothing to do with those things. You are a royal priesthood, an holy nation, a peculiar person. Yeah, that's what God was saying in Exodus chapter 19 to the children of Israel. And the same thing is being said to us in the New Testament. So you know who you are? We are a chosen generation. 
So when you are singing a song, it's not a song. Some of you will sing it and after you don't even understand what it means. Yeah. You dance and sweat. Then when you finish, you don't understand. You don't sit down to process it. Yeah. I am many creation. No more in condemnation. Here in the grace of God I stand. Oh, my heart is overwhelming. My life just keeps on glowing. Here in the grace of God I stand. Oh, and I will praise you, Lord. And I will praise you, Lord. And I will sing of all that you have done. A joy that knows no limit. A lightness in my spirit. Here in the grace of God I stand. And I will praise you and I will praise you, Lord. And I will sing of all that you have done. That's our drummer. A joy that knows no limit. And like mess in my spirit, here in the grace of God. And I will praise you, Lord, and I will praise you, and I will praise you, Lord, and I will sing of all that you have done. I am a new creation. Come on. I am a new creation. Here in the grace of God. Somebody give the Lord a life that knows. A life that knows no limit. A likeness in my spirit. Here in the grace of God I stand. And I will praise you, Lord. And I will praise you, Lord. And I will sing of all that you have done. And I will sing of all that you have done. And I will praise you, My heart is most no limit. A likeness in my spirit. Here in the grace of God, I stand. Oh, give the Lord a clap, somebody. You see, now, you see, is it not nice to rejoice in the Lord? Therese, eh? Yeah. Learn not to carry burdens in your spirit. Because you can't solve problems. There is somebody who is a problem solver. It's just like you have a calculator. Then you, they say 1,347 plus 3,400 something. It's not that you are coming to do what? Charlie, punch, 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 punch. And let the calculator solve their problem. Let it solve their problem. Yeah. I mean, what is it? Which one? You are not coming to prove yourself that what? Please. 
Ah, mental mathematician. Please. Ah, give it to the calculator. Is that not so? Eh? Is that not so? Eh? It's like there is a car that can take you from here to Bluefoot. He said, I want to walk. I want to walk. You know, when you reach there, eh? you can walk, but when will you reach? The car can go three times and come, and you haven't reached still. Yeah. So, there is something that gives us ease in life. It's God. And he has come into our lives and he wants us to understand and serve him. Be there for him. So that when he tells you to do something, do it. You don't have to be a pastor to be obedient to. You don't have to be a a bishop to be obedient. Mary, if now you struggle to obey, it is a problem we must deal with. We shouldn't think that, oh, when you grow and you become a shepherd, you will change. Or when you, uh, uh, you become a pastor, you change. No. I am interested in your change now. When God was looking at Israel, he didn't mention prophets. He didn't mention any profession or any... He says, let, every, let, the, let, the, let this nation be a kingdom of priests, people who serve me. And the reason was that when they serve me, I will make them great. And I will fix them in the places where they should be. So that their land and their lives will be better. We don't make mistakes when we come to church and we find ourselves doing something for the Lord. No. But rather, when we hold back, that is when we see problems and issues. Young people, be obedient. See, when you are growing up and you are home and your daddy tells you to do something, you don't do it. Your mommy tells you to do something, you don't. Many times you have problems. Yeah. If you like, list all the problems that you have had. You will see that every problem is as a result of doing things. Do it my way. There's a song like that. Yeah. You did it your way. Yeah. Because I know my way. Yeah, there is a way that seems right unto a man. Sleeping early saves us. Because there, there are, there's something called the pestilence by night. When I was growing up, we used to sleep early. And the sleeping early saved us from a lot of foolishness. Today, you have internet. You have 24-7 TV. You have access to anything at any time. Once you have data, you are connected, man. And in the secret of your room, with your little phone, with a little power and a little data, man, you are in disguise. And the pestilence that is by night, it is looking for you. So, when they say sleep early, eh, mommy, you are boring. Daddy, you are boring. Some of you, you wait uh, when your parents sleep. That's when you are going out. Ah, I mean, when we're young, the time we feel powerful is when we have friends going out in the night. But that's when you are exposed to every evil in the world. Because it's the price of serving God 
It keeps you away from useless socializing. When Israel chose to become a kingdom separated unto the Lord, God made them a great and a mighty nation. Up to today, you see, they don't joke with God. Blessed is the God of Shem. They live, the fight between them and Palestine, it is for it is for the land that God has promised their fathers. Yeah, that's what the fight is about. Because Israel, real Israel, majority of Jews are living outside Israel. Yeah. And they are all still connected to the land. Because they are very rich. America, UK, France, Holland, Germany, Switzerland. I'm telling you, go and read. You will see many rich companies, rich institutions, they, they, they are there. And they are supporting the cause of the Lord God. Financing and supporting and giving money to, to, to build the, 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 rebuild the temple of God that Solomon raised. That has been taken over by their enemies. Because they believe that if I'm a rich lawyer, I'm a rich doctor, I'm a rich professor, I'm a rich consultant, whatever it is, my, my first duty is my service to the Lord. But you and I don't have that foundation. Your father doesn't sit you down to make God important to you. That's when you are in the church and we are teaching you, humble yourself and make important. The things that you hear us tell you, when you do them, David, your life will change. Your life cannot change by looking for money. Because the money that you are looking for, there are people who have a million times more. Many of them are empty. It's not money that gives us life. It is the wisdom of God. It gives us a purpose and a meaning to life. And it simplifies everything. Because there are things we don't understand. And there are things we shouldn't understand. That's how God created man. God told Adam in the garden, don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It means you're not supposed to know some things, but it doesn't make you a fool. I've created you in the likeness of my image. I've hid away from you evil. All you know is good. Yeah. Now you know evil. You know evil. And, 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 and you can't keep away from it. Yeah. Can't keep away from it. Choose God and let it be as if you are stupid. Your friends are going out. You you don't know anything about going out. Your friends have boyfriends. You don't know anything about having boyfriends. Your place is God. Your place is the church. You are a servant of God. You are singing in the choir. You are an usher in the church. You have found a place in the church. You are not a useless person. You are not ignorant. But you have power. Look at you small young girls. Some of you are uncontrollable. It's an evil spirit. As, as young as you are, some of you are bitter in your spirits. You don't speak to some people. You, you don't, you don't say, say good things about some people. Because you have eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Your eyes have been opened to the wrong things. And when God is seeking to bring order in our lives and he's teaching us we still behave as if we haven't heard. You haven't heard. Don't
there is evil in the world. And evil doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter who. You see, sometimes people have a delusion that they are not doing some, anything wrong. You see, that's the delusion of evil spirits. They, they, you see somebody who is disobedient, but the person doesn't. No, 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 no. You see somebody who doesn't have time, any, any heart and place for the things of God. And the person feels that they are doing the right thing. There are people who speak vehemently and, 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 and venomously against serving God and even being in a church. They speak with guile. Do you know guile? Poison. Bitterness. And they affect people because it's a, it's a spirit. Let no bitterness spring out in you, lest many be defiled. Sometimes, when you allow something evil to, to, to generate or to grow in you, poor people, you affect people. That's why a, 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 a friend can lead you to boyfriends and girlfriends because they have tasted the bile and the gall of evil. Yeah. And when we choose to stand for the Lord God, again, do you know what he does for us? He perfects the order of things in our lives. Our priority, irrespective of what you are pursuing in life, is God. That's why you should ask yourself, am I a servant? We are a chosen generation called forth to show his excellence. All I require for life, God has given me and I know. Do you know it? It's a testimony. Ask yourself. You dress to go out with boys. Is that the excellence? Is that the excellence? You go out to parties and wild places. Is that the excellence of life? You can invite your friends and you can allow your friends to invite you to all kinds of places, but not to God. Not to God. Is that the excellence? Is that it? Is that it? Are you not better? Are you not better? Sometimes, some of you buy no fault of yours. How you were brought up. What you have learned. You can see that there is something wrong. But how to come out of it is another fight. But you see, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. It is God who gives you rest. Then he continues. Go. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. to me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take upon you. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is the things that burdens God. A yoke is, is a burden. Do you understand? Yeah. We have an anointing that breaks the yoke of problems in our lives. But the yoke of the Lord is not, is not a problem. It is the work and the passion in his heart. He says, take upon, take upon you. So, and, and learn of me. 
For I am meek and lowly in heart. God is telling you, Harriet, I've humbled myself. Because if it, if it not, he would have killed every evil. You see, when you read Genesis chapter 6, you see at the beginning of creation, the Bible says that, and it repented God that he had made man for all his ways were evil. And God decided that he would kill man. But Noah found grace in his sight. One man. He doesn't tolerate nonsense. It's your pride that makes you say that you don't tolerate nonsense. But God doesn't speak that way. God doesn't speak that way. He said, I am lowly in heart. I'm meek. I'm humbled. So that I can, I can accept your weaknesses. I can accept your sinful things. I'm patient with you. Yes, come to me. I know your burdens. I know what you have become. I didn't plant you evil and an evil child. I created you a, 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 a vine, but you have become degenerate. Something has affected you. You have become poisoned and bitter. But I am here for you. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. Some of you, you are not happy. You know, one of the things I like to ask people is, are you happy? Because let me tell you something. Sometimes when I see people, I see in them the pain. A pain cannot be hidden by laughter or a smile. It is in the eye. And we see it. But sometimes some people, oh, we are happy. But you keep asking them, then one day they come and tell you, Pastor, this is what is going on. Yeah, And the day they speak, they get rest for their souls. Because they've laid their burdens before the Lord. Yeah. God wants to use us. And in using us, he makes us better. If you join the army today, one of the things that will happen to you is that you will become disciplined. I mean a good army. I'm not talking about the lazy army. It's not every army that's army. <laughs> yeah. Verse 30. For my yoke is easy. My work and the things that burden me, it is easy for you. Yes. It is easy, Pastor Thomas. Look at me. I don't have a friend that I want to visit to go and look for a girl this evening. I don't have a friend I have to court go and sit in a club this evening and get drunk and wake up with headache and have hangover that you can't even eat. Maybe when you eat breakfast, you can throw up. Yeah, that's what hangover does. It gives you, your system is, I mean, changed. You, you, you sleep with people you shouldn't sleep with. You have fellowship with people you shouldn't have fellowship with. You, you find yourself in demonic environments and you are polluted and demons follow you in your sleep. You have dreams that you shouldn't have. Yeah. Prayer? You don't pray. This life and this choice of having God is easy. It's an easier option. Yeah. It's an easier option. It's an easier option. 
For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why have you not understood this? Why is there no place in your heart for God to serve him? You think you are doing somebody a favor? It is for your life. What you do for the Lord guarantees what you determine for your life. (laughs) Your victories, the power that you need to navigate this life and to overcome demonic oppression and attachments and burdens in the homes that we have come from and in the families that we have been born in and the bloodlines that we have inherited and the demonic traits that follow us. It is only God, when we take him up, that breaks that yoke. And when the things of God become a priority, you are separated. You see, that's why Abraham is super. God called him and said, leave the family and move to a, 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 a land that I will show you. He didn't even give him a name. Yes. And he just left. Yeah. And today look at him. In him, all the families of the earth is blessed. You. Who will be blessed in you? At your age, nobody can speak to you. You see, you can never have authority if you don't submit to authority. And the way you are going about your life with bitterness of soul and stubbornness and, 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 and resistance to instructions and choosing to do things that you think are right, even though you know that they are not supposed to be done. You have sowed and laid a foundation that, you see, every seed has harvest. And the harvest is always more than what you plant. So, what you are doing, you will be surprised how it will come back to you. Yeah. If you don't change. But if you choose the things of God, remember also what God will do. Purpose in his heart that he will not watch over his word to fall onto the ground. But everywhere that proceeds out of his mouth, he shall watch over it to perform it. If God has made a promise, it will happen. There is. Yeah. It will come to pass. That's why you have to take up his things. He says, serve me. There is a blessing in He says, be faithful. There is a blessing in being faithful. He says, be committed. There is a blessing. Come to me. All ye who labor. Yes. What a mighty God. Why should you struggle? Why should it be a fight? You don't have need for somebody to give you counsel if the Holy Spirit lives in you. Because he's the counselor. Yes. Yeah. He's a counselor. He would teach you things that your mother cannot teach you. And some of you, you see, when you receive God in your heart, the moment you receive God, you, you begin to experience a certain relationship and the things that God begins to put in your heart and the things that you, you, you also have 
around you now you are in a position to know that this is right this is wrong and your choice must be that i am for the lord you must be fierce with the things of god because the enemy he doesn't want any one of us to grow in the things of the lord If the gospel be hid, it is hid from them to whom the God of this world had blinded of the uh, blinded the eyes of them which believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ should shine on them. There is a glory that God puts on us when we serve Him. Some of you should be serious and and fervent in your spirit about God and the things that you 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 you, you learn. And and people who don't understand you, they let them and let you see. Pray about it. Let, let your service to God never be affected by a human being. When you die, you, they will never be there to give account. If you allow somebody to give you alcohol and you die as a drunkard, do you think that God will tell you, go and call that brother? Eh? Eh? Yeah, go and call that brother. Who gave you the alcohol? Brother? You will answer in your body the things you did with your life. If you allow a man to spoil your life and you die in your sins, you allow friends to lead you to evil places and you die in your sins, you will answer in your body the things that you have done and nobody will be there to speak for you. They will face their judgment on their own. That is why when you are saved, you have to work out your salvation. It is a gift, but you have to work it out because somebody is coming after it. Somebody doesn't want you to grow. Somebody doesn't want you to flourish. He is the enemy. Work it out with fear and trembling like this is my life. It's like when people build their houses, you see, hey, yeah, you put wall, you put barbed wire, you find a dog. Because you know that somebody can come into the house one day and take away your TV, take away your money, take away your phone. So you are, you are preventing an evil day. It's like you know, you are not ignorant of thieves and evil men. How much more your heart? How much more your life? What is the defense that we are putting up for our lives and our souls that have been purchased with the blood of the Lord? There is a price to pay to protect whatever you have. That's why when people have cars, they put alarm inside. And they lock it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But where is the defense around your heart? God is teaching us something. He's telling us something. Are you going to serve him? There is. Are you going to grow? Abby, are you going to be serious with the Lord? Are you going to be stable? Are you, do you understand what he's telling you? Do you see where he wants to take you to? Reggie, do you see? Don't joke. Don't take life for granted. Don't feel that you have time. Don't think that you can do whatever pleases you. Don't think that somebody doesn't love you. So you have to do wrong things. To feel happy. No. That's an evil spirit. Sometimes. Our lives are a rebellion. We think that we have to have things our way. Because somebody doesn't like me. Let me do what pleases me. Or let me do what hurts him. You are not hurting anybody. You are hurting yourself. 
Yeah. You can't hurt anybody by your foolishness. You can only make people cry, but the hurt is unto you. You can let your father and your mother cry over your soul, but now, as for the hurt, it is to you, it is to your hurt. Who will suffer? Who will suffer the consequences? Whose life will be affected? Whose life will take a different course? Yeah. Who pay the price? Father, help us. Stand to your feet, everybody. Jesus. Help us. Help us. Lord, open our hearts to this truth tonight that your desire is that we will be a kingdom, a land of people who are servants, priestly duties, who perform roles and functions that you've given to us. The place of the priest is in the house of the Lord. The place of the servant's work is in the sanctuary of the Lord. And therefore, the things that we do are priestly duties that bring honor to the Lord, who gives us far more honor and favor than our miserable lives can ever get from anywhere. He will not take away the future. He will not take away the dreams. He will not take away the desire that he has put in your heart to become whatever it is. But he will add his, his, his favor and walk lead you in directed paths. Yes. You will become a lawyer, but you will be a godly person. You will become a doctor, but you will be a godly person. You will become a blessed person. You will become prosperous in this land, but your heart will be for the Lord. Let him who matters be the reason for our lives and the considerations for our decisions must be based on his word and not our weaknesses deliver us Lord we thank you we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ help us help us Lord to give you glory we give you honor. Lord, lead us in directed paths. Cause us to be humble. Give us the grace to walk in humility. Take away the pride, the resistance, the rebellion, the disputings. You say we should do all things without memories and disputings. The little comments that we make quietly, the negative comments the postures that we assume when it comes to you, the things we say in the quiet, the things we say in secret against you, against your work, against your house, deliver us, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. For in the day of judgment, where all the secrets of the hearts of men shall be made bare, where you will judge our conscience and the things that we have reasoned and thought about in our hearts, Lord, today we ask for mercy. 
And whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. Whatsoever things are honest. If there be any praise. Any virtue. Help us to think on these things. We bless you. We give you glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you Father. For loving us. And choosing us. In Jesus name. Amen. Every eye closed. You are here. Someone invited you. Or you have been coming. And you are here. You know in your heart. That you are truly far from the Lord. But you want to say pastor. I don't want to carry on this way. I don't want to continue in stubbornness. I don't want to continue living my life the way I want, the the, the way I I feel. And having my liberty and dismissing the instructions and the messages that you show me. But tonight, I want to say, Lord, help me. me. Help me to take upon me your yoke and your burden. For your yoke is easy and your burden is light. What concerns you is light affliction. (laughs) It is a blessing to take upon us what matters to you. Therefore, help us. You want to say, Pastor, help me. I I want to pray this prayer. Lift up your hand wherever you are. Say, Pastor, I want to pray this prayer. That the Lord will lead me in directed paths. That I will walk in his counsels and in his direction. Lift up your hands. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Lord, me, my hand is up. Not because I want you to lift up your hand. But I understand what I'm saying. Because we are not perfect. We have not reached where God wants us to be. We have not availed ourselves the way God wants us to avail ourselves. So I'm making this prayer with myself in mind. That I need him to help me. To make it to the end. To fight this battle of life. To overcome the weaknesses. And to walk in directed paths. Father, we thank you. Bless you. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated.